This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. Um, It is the day that we talk about what you want to talk about. And there's a lot to talk about this week. Uh, We've got the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. Um, We've got increased violence on the TTC, uh, and this according to statistics released yesterday by the CEO of the TTC, up 60% since before the pandemic and up 46% in one year. And we were hearing from a lot of people who... uh, who, say they no longer feel safe on the TTC. I'd like to hear what you think about that. We also have the issue of Chinese interference uh, in our election system. We had the prime minister wade into it yesterday saying, oh, well, hey, it didn't change the outcome, even if it may have changed a few seats. Uh, Is that the point? Really? He's saying, boy, if we focus on this, uh, it'll undermine our confidence in democracy. Well, yeah, what are you doing about it? We have the controversy over Roxham Road, another thing he's waded into, uh, where we have uh, the conservative leader Pierre Poilievre and Premier Francois Legault saying we have to close Roxham Road because it's an irregular crossing and thousands of people are coming in through there to avoid regular border crossings. Um, I talked to a couple of experts who frankly made a lot of sense to me saying we have been in a privileged position of being able to choose not only our immigrants, but our refugees because they come in through things like private sponsorship. And maybe that is changing and that if we close Roxham Road, then uh, there will just be another irregular point somewhere else. You know, I'm not sure that's a reason not to close Roxham Road. It was closed during the pandemic. I also heard an interesting idea, maybe make it into a regular crossing, because if it is, you can turn down people coming from the States. Uh, so I wonder what you have to say about that. And finally, uh, something that I haven't touched on anyway is this growing controversy over uh, the developers who attended the premier's daughter's stag and doe party at a cost of 150 bucks, uh, and also uh, who attended the wedding. And he said, hey, I know lots of people and I know the rules. Here's something and that that I really don't get. Now, I totally get young people starting out, um, possibly paying for their own weddings, saying, uh, if they invite you to a wedding, saying, we would prefer a cash gift, and you can decide yes or no, you can decide how much. And I could even understand the fundraiser for people of modest means, but people who come from money charging $150 to attend a party, 
I I don't know. I, I, to me, that boggles the mind because, you know, uh, the Fords are very privileged. So really, 150 bucks to attend a stag and doe for the daughter. Uh, and then he says, well, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, really? I, even if he didn't, what were all those developers doing there? Are they uh, all her personal friends? Uh, it just, I don't know. Tell me what you think of that. Uh, again, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Pat in, Tor- Pat in Toronto wants to talk about the Premier. Well, let me you hit me right in the, the issue I was going to raise, which have we ever heard of somebody issuing tickets to come to a party where you have to pay? Um, I think it sounds, and I'm an accountant, it sounds very much like taxable income to me. And I wonder if the premier's going to be reporting it. I mean, very much, I mean, I've never heard of anything so bizarre. And I don't think you had either, actually sending out tickets. And the 150 is probably just the admission fee. I bet you there was a garbage can there where people were dropping cash into. And anyway... It's not right. And if we if we accept this, we accept anything. Uh, right. And I mean, just in general, uh, Pat, I mean, I don't know, the whole thing bothers me. Again, people who come from money charging an entry fee for a party to fundraise for a couple. Yeah, well, exactly. And and let's face it, it's a business, you know, interest. I mean, um <laughs> it it is bizarre and it isn't the integrity commissioner who should be looking at it it's CRA and also the auditor of Ontario who should be looking at it because if we accept this we accept anything I mean the the uh long-term care minister called it a drive-by slur and you know there is a certain I I do accept to a certain degree when Ford says he knows thousands of people and doesn't check the guest list and and all of that. But still, I mean, there is an issue with, you know, not just a conflict of interest, but an appearance of a conflict of interest. Well, exactly. And, and according to Marit Stiles, some of the people who, uh, you know, participated, they felt uh, sort of uh, th- that it would tarnish them. Exactly. I mean, it, it's where do we start and stop on this sort of thing? I mean, it just, and I've never heard of anybody being charged to go to a party. Uh, and, and I'm sure uh, they may have been friends, but I don't know if I sent out tickets, I don't think most of my friends would show up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think tickets? it might be something that young people do now. Uh, but again, uh, you know, uh, one thing for people of modest means and another for people who come from money, uh, you know, I think if you can afford to throw a party, go ahead. If you can't really, then maybe have a potluck or something. But this this was a fundraiser to help pay for the wedding. I, I mean, agree. seriously. And and it should be pointed out that you know at the at the municipal level there are no parties allowed in Ontario, which means that you can speak your mind. You can't do that when you're a member of a political party at either the provincial or federal level. 
So all of the people in the Conservative Party are going to say, yes, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. I mean, they're not going to give their own opinion on this because then they're dead meat in the party. Okay. Okay, Pat, thanks for that. Okay. Okay, we've got Dave in Scarborough. You also want to talk about Doug Ford and the party. Go ahead. Hi, how are you today? Fine, Um, go ahead. You're on the air. Okay, first time caller. I just want to say, walks like a duck. Wait, 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 wait. First time caller needs the bell. Welcome. Thanks for calling. Okay. So, you know, like, it goes right on down the line. Yeah, the guy you're talking about, it's dirty. It stinks. It smells really bad. But even worse is, you got a person in place, the whatever you want to call him, integrity commissioner, and nothing, nothing becomes of it. And it stinks so bad, the whole city reeks of it. It's embarrassing. But go above him. Go to Justin Trudeau. Same thing. We and all the rest of it. It's just, this is governance. Uh, And it's the norm. Like, it's become the norm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying, I agree with you. I mean, even if, uh, you know, there's a certain definitely a a blind spot. You know, Justin Trudeau couldn't understand why somebody would think there was anything wrong with his him going to visit his his dear friend that he's known since childhood, the Aga Khan on a private island. What's the big deal? They you know what I mean? They they just don't get it. (laughs) It's become the norm. And it doesn't matter what form of governance it is from municipal right through to federal and if i've missed anything i apologize but if you want to go below municipal you'll see the same only different you know it's all the same it's like you know do as i say not as i do okay don't worry about what i'm doing okay thanks dave have a great day you too let's go to bill in toronto we might have uh, stolen your thunder bill because we mentioned justin trudeau yeah no i just uh, i i i with the phone call, whatever, I just caught a bit of what the caller said, but I think we're on the same page. So, you know, if Doug Ford is charging $150 and that's, that's his scam, look at Trudeau and the we thing, you know, between his, uh, his uh, mother and his brother and whoever, that was half a million dollars paid in speaking fee. So, you know what, I guess what you told me one time when I called in, you said, Bill, you're surprised that po- politicians lie? Well, apparently, uh, none of them are any good. So if Doug Ford's a $150 offender and Trudeau's a, a half a million dollar offender, well, you know, I guess they're all, uh, they're all, they're all cut from the I, same cloth. I, I don't know about the half a million. And it's, uh, that was, you know, I, I was very surprised when I heard, uh, Doug Ford's defense of that. It's like, why are you making a fuss over 150 bucks? Um, well, what about Justin Trudeau when I, he was an elected politician? He was going around charging speaking fees and collecting money while he was an elected official. He, so you he elect for somebody. himself, I'm That's, not, I'm not, it was his did, family. 100%. He charged $5,000 to a school board to talk to kids. Uh, Those are facts, Libby. Those are facts. You can check them out. You know what? Both of them. 
I would say both of them have certain very big blind spots, uh, whether it's an actual conflict or an appearance of conflict or the fact that uh, if you're in a position like that, you have to be squeakier than squeaky. So, yes. And with the 150 bucks, it's 150 times how many uh, it just. And again, Bill, I don't know what you think, but but I think politics Conflict of interest aside, you know, I think people who come from money charging like that to go to a party, I don't know. I, I just well, think I'll that's tell creepy. you what I think, Libby. You know, you look at them and you come right down to Tory. I don't think there's a po- I think I don't know why these people get into politics. We get the worst possible people to get involved in politics, period. There should be normal off street people that are elected for one term just the average Joe Blow. It could be the CEO of a company and the guy that runs a baker shop. Let them get together and run the government because the clowns we get, we don't deserve. Okay. Thanks, Bill, for your call. All right. Where are we going next? Uh, Let's go to Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Well, I wanted to get on yesterday, but you ran out of time. Um, you know, this whole thing with the, um, um, my gentleman. Yes, um, go ahead. Um, this is what I call more NDP scare tactics. Uh, the sky is going to fall. They're scaremongering. Um, I mean, right now we already have uh, a fair number of uh, for private, um, services available in Ontario, Life Labs. Uh, I think I mentioned this once before. Um, I mentioned yesterday I talked to a friend of mine and I didn't realize you could get a, a colonoscopy done at a clinic, a private clinic. And he says, yep. And oh, hit pay for it. Yep. And he said, if I'd have waited for the hospital to do it, uh, to get it done, he could have done it at the hospital. It would have been six weeks. He had his done in just over a week. He says, which might've saved my life because he was diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer. Wow. So the fact that um, this whole thing, I mean, they're not they're not telling people you're going to have to get heart surgery done at a private clinic. Um, I don't see an issue. And I'm not a Doug Ford fan by any means at this point. But I think the um, I, I didn't hear any concrete suggestions coming out of Merritt Stiles. He says, well, there's some unused operating rooms. Well, I can tell you in Guelph, um, there are none. Um, I've got a friend who their kid, their mother is a hospital administrator in Waterloo region. There's no, um, open, uh, operating rooms or unused operating rooms in that region. So I don't know where she's coming up with these, um, un- unused operating rooms. Okay, Ron, thanks for that. Uh, and of course, I mean, uh, to say an unused operating room, uh, an operating room is not an operating room unless you have the staff for it. So that's why a lot of uh, the, quote, unused operating rooms are unused because they don't have enough staff to staff them. Uh, but, um, yeah, everything is on the table here. At Free For All Friday, it's the day we talk about what you want to talk about. We've been talking about this brewing conflict of interest or appearance of conflict of interest scandal involving Doug Ford's daughter's stag and doe party with an admission price and with some guests who were developers. Uh, And there's uh, yet another 
inquiry to the integrity commissioner from the opposition leader, Marit Stiles. Over that, there's also the question of developers attending the wedding and whether they got advance notice about the uh, freeing up of lands from the green belt. All these questions. And uh, we also have the increase of violence on the TTC. We haven't even got to political interference of, by China in our elections. Uh, there's so much to talk about. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be back after a break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and uh, it looks like a lot of people want to talk about Doug Ford and that stag and doe party for his daughter that had an admission fee, 150 bucks. Let us go to Joan in Burlington. Hi, Joan. Hi, Libby. How are you today? I am fine. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Now, eight of my grandchildren have been married, and they've all had a stag and doe it was not put on by the parents. It was put on by the best man. So there was a nice buffet there, and they had uh, drinks given, and they played cards and uh, won prizes and all that sort of thing. So it, from my prospect, uh, looking at it, it wasn't the parents that were doing it at all. Okay, but so did, was there admission to your grandchildren's party? $100, and that went back 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, uh, I know that some young people about, are doing it, but... Uh, I'm just saying that that for me to have somebody that comes from uh, wealth doing that kind of a fundraiser, I don't know. Well, I don't think Doug Ford and his wife would have done it. I think it would have been the best man. And I agree. I, I don't I don't see people going to a party and paying for it. Well, but exactly. They did. That's what young ex- people are doing. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Joan. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, exactly. Uh, uh, but uh, and again, you know what? Uh, if your daddy is the premier, do you not think that this might not look that good on him, even if it's your party? I mean, again, uh, the blind spot to me is something else. And again, I say it again. Yes, yes, uh, apparently young people are doing this, but I think there's a difference if it's young people just starting out, modest means, and young people who come from wealth. I don't know. Anyway, and when did it start being called a stag and doe? I know that when we had ours, it was a Jack and Jill. So I don't know. I guess things have changed. Sorry if I am not on top of all the changes. Let us go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, thanks. So there's nothing wrong in charging for a hashtag and Jill and Jack, whatever party, but the friends should be from the groom and bride not from the parents 
as much, especially Mr. Ford, because he is a public figure. So anyway, why was it Ms. Um, Jagmeet Singh's wife, she had to return a high chair when she was pregnant because of conflict? Right. I don't, I mean, uh, uh, I don't, I don't remember how exactly that came about because it looked bad. It really did. And yeah. she is some kind of influencer and she gets free stuff all the time. Right. Uh, so yeah, th- people have to be careful about that. Yes, because they're in the public and they're serving the public and they weren't supposed to, or they're not allowed to take gifts from other people. Uh, yeah, and she's not the politician, but yeah, I mean, people have to be uh, aware of that kind of thing. Sita, thank you very much for your call. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Okay, we're going to pivot to the Chinese. Oop. I just, I just lost a call that I was clicking on. I don't know if that was me or something else. So I apologize to uh, Brian, and you can call back, and we will take your call, and we'll go to David in Caledon. Hi, David. Uh, hi, Libby. It's a uh, first-time caller also. Oh, wait, wait. Let me give you the bell. Thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, I, I, perhaps you could clarify a news story for me. The, at the Alberni Indian Residential School, they recently discovered 17 art unmarked graves. Uh, what's so unusual about finding graves in a graveyard? Uh, it, they are discovering unmarked graves. Uh, they want to put some names to the unmarked graves. Uh, I am, you know what? We have to get more details on that because honestly, I don't exactly remember. So we will look it up and we will get back to you on that. Okay. Let us go to Todd in Toronto. Hi, Todd. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, thanks. Uh, someone that I knew that was in politics quite uh, quite deeply many years ago told me something that I found quite interesting. And what he told me was that the politicians don't get to choose which issues are important to the electorate. The electorate determines them and the politician listens to them through a variety of means, whether it's, you know, uh, elections or whether there's feedback or you know, dropping into the constituency office to register a complaint, protesting, whatever it is, they convey what's important to them, not the other way around. So I think Mr. Ford really needs to clarify what's going on with this situation, because obviously he doesn't get it that people are upset. And he should, he should. People are making quite a racket about this. And he, we, as the people that elected him, deserve more clarity around this issue. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, he he definitely doesn't get why it's an issue. And just like our, our last caller explained that it wasn't the parents that put on the stag and doe, uh, whatever, but uh, partly it was the guest list. If it was, it, it wasn't just a bunch of young people, um, I'm assuming that some of these developers were, or else they, they're part of a, big family development company. So that's kind of the question. And again, the, uh, you know, you would think that somebody who's part of a political family like that would give a thought to how things look. So, yes. Yeah. My closing remark would be, 
you know, someone who has that kind of money uh, generally tries to spend that money wisely to avoid any appearance of conflict. Uh, so instead of any free gifts or anything, they pay for everything so that it's clear. I'll get a receipt, you know, make sure that everyone knows it's paid for. And I'm, I'm just a little astounded that someone of his wealth would, would allow this to happen in his family. I know maybe the kids want to be independent and they want to handle things on their own. But again, when you're part of a, a political dynasty, as his family is, you have to have a, a sixth sense about what what might be viewed as inappropriate. Okay, yeah, <laughs> good point. Thanks, Todd, for that. Okay, let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, yes, Brian in Mimico has called back. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. You know, the, the mere fact that we find out that the Communist Party of China wants to manipulate our elections so that Justin Trudeau stays in power, and we only learn that from a leak from CSIS, and what does he have to say about it? Oh, it's no problem. No, you know, it didn't affect anything, but now he's worried about the leak. This from the man who said he admires the way China is run with the Communist Party. This from a man whose father was a Marxist since his university days. This from a man who says he wants to turn Canada into the first post-nation state. As far as I'm concerned, the word treason comes to mind. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe that's a bit a bit strong, but um, yeah. Well, the truth um, may come out in the end. I mean, the man does his best, basically, to destroy Canada. He eventually uh, going to tell us, we don't deserve to be a country anymore. Well, I, I, he, he has his, uh, his ideas, and obviously, Brian, you do not agree with them. But yes, I think this story about interference from China, uh, I think the way he reacted to it was really sloughing it off and uh, possibly raises more questions than it answers. It's a serious thing, whether it affected the ultimate outcome or not. And, well, the uh, fact that they were doing it, he tries to tell us, no problem. Come on. Okay, Brian, thank you very much for that. Right. So uh, this is, uh, it was an excellent piece of journalism from the Globe and Mail, and it was apparently from a leak from CSIS. And uh, the Chinese interfered in a bunch of local elections. Uh, and there were some candidates who were defeated because of this, notably one Kenny Chu in Vancouver. He is from Hong Kong. He was very vocal about the way the Chinese cracked down on the dissidents in Hong Kong. And lo and behold, and there are stories about uh, Chinese students here being hired to work in Canadian politics to defeat these people. And again, the answer from the prime minister was not satisfactory. I mean, thank goodness it did not affect the ultimate outcome, which uh, is a liberal government in this instance, but it certainly affected a bunch of local races. And it is a very serious thing. And uh, I dare say that, you know, the Chinese are doing it. I'm sure the Russians are doing it to some extent as well. Uh, but we have to take this very seriously. And again, 
Prime Minister Trudeau, you should be taking it more seriously. All right, let us take Joan in Guelph. Hi, Joan. Hi, I didn't expect to get you. Libby, I love your program. Go ahead. And Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, what I want to say is, why are we talking about Doug Ford, Stag and Doe when everything, the green belt, everything else, is way more important what the federal government is doing, the Chinese, whatever. What is wrong with Canadians that were deflected by the news with the media hurrah? You know what? We're talking about all of those things, Joan, and I think a previous caller said it best. You know, the politicians can't decide what bugs people. But why are we surprised Mr. Teflon-coated Trudeau, who has never been made accountable for anything. Why are we surprised with Doug Ford and his family history and whatever? Why? But but it's 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 you know click and bait on the media. I don't know. And and even this program, I'm listening to this, and everybody's like, oh, the stag and doe and whatever. Yeah, it's that's the least of our worries as Canadians. Okay, Joan, thank you for that. Well, thank you, and um, I really love your program. Thank you very much. Okay, I think we're talking about all of these things, and I, I do think that caller said it best, that the politicians, and and we here uh, can't, we can sometimes predict what people will uh, kind of glom onto, what people will, what will resonate with people, but uh, we can't decide it. And there is something about this one that bothers people. And, and I think that at the end of the day, what bothers people is if they think that our elected officials are taking advantage, if they think that there is a very separate set of rules for them than for the rest of us. I think at the end of the day, that is what really sticks in people's cause. Uh, and that's why it's got some traction. And again, if you are elected to high office, like the premier or the prime minister, you've got to think about, and even lower offices than that, frankly, you've got to think not just about a conflict of interest, but also the appearance of a conflict of interest. And, and you know, one of the premier's reaction to me just shows uh, what a wealthy person he is, where he said, oh, come on, like, who would even think that 150 bucks would be a big deal? Uh, and probably to those developers, it's not a big deal. Some of them, according to Marit Stiles, the opposition leader, were actually thinking about how it would look on them. Uh, but yeah, just to say like, oh, come on, who cares about 150 bucks? And it's, of course, 150 bucks times how many people were at this party. Uh so uh, I don't know, but it is an irritant to people. I'm going to give you the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Joan is right. We have spent a lot of time talking about this stag and doe, and there are a lot of other things equally or more important to talk about. And they are this rash of violence, vast increase of violence on the TTC that has made a lot of people afraid to use 
the TTC. We've got the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine, and it seems to have been going on forever. And, you know, even now, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky has said he wants to end this war this year, but uh, nobody, I think, can really see a path to the end of this war. It's really very scary. And of course, we are all braced and worried about some kind of escalation or something terrible being launched by the Russians to mark this one-year anniversary. We have the interference uh, from China in our elections. Uh, we have news just in the last hour of an increase in the number of long-term care inspectors. And is that going to make nursing and long-term care homes more accountable for the kind of service they provide if there are more inspectors and if they actually go into the homes as opposed to calling when they are inspecting. These are all things that we should drill into, and uh, we're going to take a break, and we will get into it, and we will take more of your calls and comments after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free for all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. I'm going to get right to the phones. And Don in Etobicoke, what's your take on the stag and doe? Hello, Libby. Hi. The thing is, I think instead of having a, a stag and doe for his daughter, he should have had a party to raise money for people that have to go to the food banks to eat. And, and, you know, I know of people, and uh, I think that uh, actually uh, one of the anniversary parties that my husband and I had, that's what we asked for. We said, please make a donation to the food bank, but don't get us a gift. And I know there are people who do that uh, uh, as part of their marriage celebrations, and if you can afford to do it, I think it's uh, it's a nice thing to do. Well, he can afford it, so why not? Well, uh, the point was made that he, he said he had nothing to do with it, uh, was barely aware of it, that it was probably the young people do this, but still, uh, but still, if you're with a family like that, if you're part of a family like that, I mean, really, uh, think about what it looks like. The thing is, I just wanted to get my, my feelings out because because I lived off the food bank for four years, and I'm finally off it. But well, I'm, I think, I'm glad to hear that. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. You too. Well, there you go. And I have seen, uh, as part of wedding celebrations, where people ask for money for charity, which is very nice, uh, and all of it. Uh, you know, those things generally, it's, it's kind of optional, but, uh, you know, having an admission price to a party, I think, I don't know, there's something about that, that for me, I don't like it. But 
hey, maybe I am not with it for the times. Jim and Pickering, you want to talk about violence on the TTC? Hello. I do. Good morning, Libby. Nice to talk again. That last call was such a nice call. It's why I enjoy listening. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. So, but Libby, I heard, I was listening yesterday and uh, when you were talking, when they were talking about violence on the TTC, and I heard the caller that uh, the she was an operator and her five-year-old told her she didn't want her to go to work. That's where the bad people are. Right. Libby, I retired from, I drove 31 years bus and I retired 19 years ago today, February 24th. Oh, happy anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you see it. And when I still keep in touch with some and, you know, make conversation with people who are on the job every now and then, they just keep saying it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Libby, I think I understand why we're hearing so much about it now. The violence was always there. The and, and that operator told you that woman and the violence was always there and they kept they try to keep it quiet. Right. They try to keep it quiet. But what's happened now, the violence is against the passengers. They're setting them on fire, pushing them on the track, stabbing them, beating them. So now, you know, but nothing has changed, Libby, not really. But it is just something they let go and thought it would be bad publicity. I'm telling you, there's very, very few operators who were not assaulted, very few, and I was, but there were very, very few who were not assaulted and who weren't scared while they were working. So uh, even now, like I'm a fairly big guy, but I'm 76 now. But you know something? Uh, I have a lifetime pass. And I think I would think twice about going on TTC and I'll wow. put my back to the wall. But and so why? Because I know what's going on, Libby. And, you know, it's just the thing was then and it is now. People are concerned about a $150 ticket, you know, Libby, with all that's going on, you know, and uh, so I think that's what it is. But they all of a sudden, the passengers are getting assaulted and beaten and threatened. and But it's just the change in society, and it's a, it's a shame. I, I feel bad. Okay, Jim, thank you very much for that. I appreciate your call. And uh, boy, you know, a lot of people have said they're thinking twice about using the TTC. And we here we have Jim, a former employee who has a free pass for life and doesn't want to use it or think is thinking twice about using it because of the violence on the TTC. And we heard yesterday from Crystal and just now from Jim that uh, violence against the drivers was always there and it was quiet and perhaps it was not so widespread, but now it's violence against passengers. And we heard from our panel yesterday and the attitude, you know, yesterday I heard the spokesman for the TTC saying we, we would never turn away someone, uh, you know, who is, uh, coming on the TTC and needs to get out of the cold. But our panel was saying, you know, we have to make sure that everybody who's on the TTC is paying a fare and that will go a long way to help things. And we don't want to be uh, hard-hearted or not compassionate to people who need a warm place, but the place is not the TTC. We have warming centers, we have shelters, and that is the right place for them. And this, I mean, it, it boggles the mind. We're hearing about people being stabbed in the face on the TTC, passengers. Anyway...
let us go to Rocky in Scarborough. Hello, Rocky. Hey, how you doing there? Listen, don't don't feel so bad. Uh, Toronto's going to get worse anyways. But what I want to say is that why are we complaining about this $150 a plate for 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 his daughter's wedding? People should mind their own business at first. Now, you guys are forgetting about the $6,000 a plate that Trudeau gave out in a hotel. Now, we're not we don't say nothing about that. I I don't understand that, Libby. The six thousand dollar a night a hotel stay for the yes. queen's uh, for the for the queen's uh, coronation, yeah. uh, and uh, thanks, Rocky. That is that's another brewing thing. Although I have to say that for certain things like the queen's funeral in a place like London, which is extremely expensive to begin with, <laughs> you know, it might be that there that by the time. Trudeau's staff booked it. There, there wasn't necessarily very much else available because uh, the way that some places like that raise the prices for a quote event uh, can be sh- staggering and shocking. Uh, but still, six thousand dollars a night is uh, pretty eye popping. And I know that in the private sector. That if you have to have a meal or stay overnight, unless you're really a big poobah, they're kind of limits. So they say, uh, we'll cover, I don't know, 75 bucks for your dinner. But if, if you want to spend any more than that, it's on you. So I don't know. Maybe we have to do that for politicians. I don't know. $6,000 a night. What did he get for $6,000 a night? Uh, I'd like to know about that. Anyway, that is another thing. And, you know, when people say, why are we talking about this when there's that? I think we're talking about all of it. John in Caledon. Hello, John. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good. Um, I was just calling. uh, I was watching the news last night. Google Canada shut down websites and called it a practice run for uh, Bill C-18. Right. the liberals want to uh, police the internet. Like, what countries do that these days? Like, Russia, oh, this isn't China. about. It's not about policing the internet. This is, is right? about Google making money from uh, the work of Canadian journalists and they earning ad money and not compensating those journalists. And there was the same issue in Australia and in some other countries, and it's kind of a salvo in a negotiation. But, you know, if you want to talk about good corporate citizens, I don't think Google is on that list. They're just trying to take advantage, and they're they're earning money from work that is not theirs. Right. Okay. And what they did was they limited, uh, in a test way, uh, uh, they limited what you can, what you can call up on a Google search. And we had an issue with some reporters who could not get their own stories on a Google search. So, you know, it's, it's about the links and Google says, oh, we're just helping people link. Uh, but really it's about, paying for content because you know if if you want to have say journalists finding things like the chinese interference that costs money sure well what what's going to happen with that nothing right it's just going to get swept under the rug like everything else 
Well, let's not be cynical. Let's hope that something happens. It's kind of hard to be positive in a negative environment with this uh, liberal government. So anyway, thank you. Have a great day. Okay, you have a great day, too. Yes, people, let's be positive. The sun is shining. Uh, uh, (laughs) That's good. It's been pretty cloudy and gloomy and snowy lately. So the sun is shining. That's a good thing. We're heading into the weekend. Uh, We have Jeffrey in Mississauga is another... First time caller. Hi, Jeffrey. Welcome. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. I've, I'm a long time uh, listener, and I really appreciate all of the uh, work that you guys do, especially you, Libby. And I know you're a cancer survivor as well. We pray for you for your speedy recovery. Uh, my main point for calling in today is regarding snow removal uh, within Crescents in, in Mississauga. Okay. We are seniors. Uh, we hear that we clear our driveway and the walkway and everything, and we go to sleep. Around 2 o'clock, the guys show up with their trucks. They don't remove the snow as what they say. They actually pile it up on everybody's driveway and go away. And now, again, we have to wake up in the morning. As, as seniors, we have to go and then dig out that hard snow so what snow removal is that? You know what? I, you know, it's like, I thought, I have heard that story so many yeah. times. I thought it was dealt with. I don't know if it's been dealt with in Toronto and not Mississauga, but it, that is, that's bad. Nothing has happened. And I have you told your, like us, have you told your counselor? Sorry? Have, uh, no, I haven't, actually. I think uh, this is the best media uh, where we can voice our opinion, and people will hear you positively, Libby. Okay, but I, you know, you should you should call your counselor. I will, um, because uh, they're they're the ones who have direct access yes. to stuff like that, and that's what retail politics is all about, or should be about: making sure your snow gets cleared, and they don't give you a bigger problem uh, than they cleared away, right? Yes, Libby. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And in the meantime, I don't know if he has any industrious teenagers on his street. Maybe they want to help shovel that in the meantime. But that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, And I, I, I mean, I, sometimes it's hard for me to remember when things have come up, but I, I thought, I thought that was figured out. I guess not. Okay. Where are we now? Laser in North York. Hello, Laser. Uh, hi, Libby. You sound good. It helps to be in good mood to get recovery and health. You know, okay, thank uh, you. Good for you. Um, uh, just, uh, I'd like to speak about Russian Ukrainian thing because I think that's primary importance. But before I do, I'd like to say that it doesn't help, uh, for get people uh, to vote for you if, uh, there is appearance of this corruption, power abuse, and whatever is happening, uh, on whatever government levels here or anywhere else. Just uh, also to say, uh, there is a such saying uh, that uh, people can talk, we can uh, make deals, compromise, 
but uh, animals cannot do that and they fight. So I'm hoping that people whoever are on top, uh, whoever are involved in all this uh, world uh, governments and all that, especially the Russian-Ukrainian situation, uh, will be human enough to make that kind of thing. And if they can't, maybe there's some kind of mediation available. Uh, if they need a little bit, some, sometimes it's useful to have something like that, unless they're capable to, you know, make this kind of... Uh, Did not know, sound like there was anybody on either side who wants mediation. Uh, well, there is a vision uh, could be helpful, you know, for everyone. Because I want to say this, the future is in our hands. Uh, whether they uh, understand it or not, I hope they do. We create whatever will we live next moment or next day, next year, next generation, next next okay, lifetime. Okay, laser. So I hope they have enough uh, wisdom and uh, vision uh, to make the right decisions. And uh, okay. Thank you for that. So he hopes there's an end to the war, and he's looking at mediation. Uh, didn't sound like anybody was up for that at this moment. Um, so we will have to see. Let's go to Vic in Rexdale, wants to talk about the Green Belt. Hi, Vic. Hi, how are you? I, I, yes, I've been listening to your show from the beginning. Uh, what I want to say here, if uh, Mr. Ford gets his way... Uh, with this green belt, uh, with these uh, so-called builders. Uh, when is he finished? In 28? Uh, I think, uh, when's the next election? Good question. I think it's before then. Well, anyway, I'm going to, this is my opinion. He's he's good for $25 million. Sorry? He's good for $25 million. Million what? Dollars. I've, I, I'm not really understanding what you're referring well, to. If he gets his way, that's what he's going to wa- walk away with. Okay, well, that's a total conjecture. Um, I'm not sure what that caller was getting at. Uh, we have time for uh, one or maybe even two more. We've got Robert in Belleville. Robert, you said you want to talk about things other than the stag and ghost dough, so please go ahead. What would you like to talk about? I think we should stay out of family affairs and not talk about them so much because it doesn't really affect you or I. So why should we so be concerned about it so much? Well, it's the appearance of a conflict, and of, uh, it, it could affect you and I if other people are getting favors. But what would you like to talk about aside from that? Well, I think we should be more worried about the war in Ukraine, whether Putin is going to escalate it into a nuclear war, which uh, is a lot of talk about him going nuclear. So I think that's a big concern for me. Well, yeah, that is a big concern. Um, that's been kind of dismissed and then brought up again. Uh, he seems to be getting quite desperate. He needs something to show a victory. But I'm not sure. If, uh, I think he would realize that that's not the way. But anyway. Um, He's not anything- going to lose. Pardon? He's not going to lose this war. Okay, well, we'll see about that, but um, I can certainly understand why you are concerned about that, and of course, it's the one-year anniversary. Uh, anything else you want to say about it, Robert? No, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, well, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. I'm Libby Snymer, and we'll be back here on Monday, and we will talk then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.